Shall we just look to the Lord in a word of prayer? Our Heavenly Father, we think of the messes that we have made of our lives. Lord, we were sinners. We are sinners and sinners saved by grace. And we thank you that you took the mess of our lives and you turned it into something beautiful in salvation and eternal life. And we just pray now that you will speak to our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Please hide me behind the cross. Please speak to us and teach us and and guide us today, we pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. You know, it doesn't really matter what the world thinks of you. It doesn't really matter what others think of you. But what really counts is what God thinks of you. That is what we should strive for. We live in a politically correct society today. Nobody wants to offend anybody, so they don't take a strong stand one way or the other. So many people today are seeking to be God man-pleasers, but we want to be God-pleasers. We want to be those who please God in everything. Down through the centuries, there have been a few godly people that have stood up against the stem of evil and corruption and sin in this world. Many of them have given their lives for Christ, have died as martyrs, and have set the course for us to follow. The title of our message is Seeking to Please God. It's basic, it's simple. We can all understand it. We all grow up as children wanting to please our parents. Then we go to school, we want to please our teachers. And then we go to work and we want to please our bosses. But all that is good. But it will mean absolutely nothing if we don't please God. He is the one that we want to please. Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 9, Therefore we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him. He doesn't just say to be pleasing to him, but he says to be well-pleasing to him. One day we'll stand before the Lord and he'll say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You know, when you shoot at a target, you want to hit the bullseye, right? And that's what it really means to please God. It means we hit the bullseye. We, We please him. We bring delight to him and honor and glory. It says in Hebrews chapter 11 and verses 5 and 6 about Enoch. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he should not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For because he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Wouldn't it be wonderful if every Christian could have this testimony that he pleased God? Wouldn't that be a fitting epitaph to have on our tombstones? He pleased God. Yes, all the earthly attainments you can have, all the awards you can win, all the acclaim you can get in this world means nothing compared to God's testimony that he pleased me. And that's what we want to do. To walk and please God and have a strong testimony for him. We're going to look at three things today. To please God by what we think, 
to please God by what we say and to please God by what we do. Three things. You know, if you want to change, you have to have actions that back up your behavior. And we want to have our thoughts focused on the Lord so much that what we say and what we do follows that. And so there's that old expression in computer technology that says, garbage in and garbage out, right? If you, it's what you put into the computer that comes out. And the same is true of our minds. What we read, what we think about in our lives is going to come out in our lives. No matter how hard people try to suppress it, it's not going to happen. If you, if you put in bad things, it's, it's not going to work. And so it's important for us to fill our minds with the word of God so that we can be victorious and we can please him in everything that we think about. Paul said in Colossians chapter 3 and verses 1 and 2, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on the things on the earth. Someone once said, It's not worth trying to please others when all they look at is your outward appearance. Work on pleasing God. He looks at your heart. And that's exactly what the Lord does. He looks at our hearts. He doesn't just see us on the outside. He sees us on the inside. He sees the real you and the real me. And that's where he wants us to focus. When Samuel went to anoint one of Jesse's sons to be the next king of Israel, he passed through each one of those sons. And each one was rejected. And then finally, it says in 1 Samuel 16, 7, but the Lord said to Samuel about those other sons, he says, do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees, for the Lord looks at the outward appearance, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And so he wants us to focus on what we think about every day. You know, when, you're, when you live alone or you're there at night and you've turned off the lights and it's all quiet, what do you think about? What do you think about? Is it all about self or all about what you're going to do? And, or is it about the Lord and what he has done? That's what he wants us to think about. In Proverbs 23, 7, he says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. And that is the truth. It's our hearts that count. And sometimes it's pretty scary what we think about because we're sinners and we have sinful thoughts. But when we have sinful thoughts, we need to confess them to the Lord. And the more we fill our mind with the things that are, that are good and things that are wholesome and the word of God, we will be blessed. Yes, it's very important to meditate on the word of God. And in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8, we have the recipe of what we should think about. He says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, 
meditate on these things. Meditation is really a lost art today. They call meditation, you know, clearing your mind out and filling it with all these um, Eastern type uh, meditations and things. That's not real meditation. Real meditation is thinking about the Word of God and how it applies to your life. That will give you the strength and the courage to go forward. It all starts with our thoughts and our motives and our desires and our attitudes being pleasing to God. Let's aim for that. Secondly, not only is it important to please God by what we think about, but we should also please God by what we say. And if we fill our minds, as we said, with the word of God, then the word of God will come out. As David said in Psalm 19 and verse 14, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my rock and, or my strength and my redeemer. Yes, it's very important to speak good words and to have words that are encouraging to others. You know, you can tear a person down in an instant. You can do it. But you can build them up, and that is way more important. And when we build people up, it pleases God, and that's what we should do. Our words are very important. They always used to say when I was growing up, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. And I always thought about that as I grew up, and I said, wait a minute. The biggest injuries are, the, are not the sticks and stones. They're not the things that can hurt you physically. The harmful things are the words that we speak that can tear down people, that can assassinate their character, that can slander them. It's amazing. You know, they had that recent trial uh, with Leonard uh, DiCaprio and then his, his former uh, girlfriend or and, and each of them were trying to tear each other down and everything. It was, it was a sad situation. And words can be so harmful, and we need to realize that. And if we want to please God, we have to please him by what we say about others, and, and it's very important. And then finally, it's important to please God by what we do. Not only in what we think and not only what we say, but what we do. My uncle Irvin, who is really my great uncle, he used to say all the time, he used to quote these funny expressions, but he also used to say things about the word of God that were so true. And one of the things he said, what you do speaks so loud, I can't hear what you say. And we were talking about that in the scripture memory class today. What is your testimony? What is your testimony like? Do people know you're a Christian? Do people see that you're a Christian? Does it match up? Do your words match up to your actions? If they don't, you know what they call us. They'll call us hypocrites. And we don't want to be called hypocrites. We want to live what we preach and, and practice what we preach. And our actions are so very important. It says in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 7, when a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. And that is so encouraging because we want to please God and we want to have peace with our, with our fellow man. And to do that, we need to please God. Our actions, our behavior, and our conduct have a huge impact on, for either good or bad 
to the people around us. And if we practice what we preach, we will bring glory to the Lord. It says in in 1 Thessalonians 4, 1, Finally then, brethren, we urge and exhort in the Lord that Jesus that you should abound more and more just as you receive from us how you ought to walk and please God. We mentioned Enoch. He walked with God for 300 years and he went straight to be with the Lord. He never died. He was raptured straight to heaven. This is what he did. He was pleasing to God. The Lord Jesus rebuked the Pharisees when he was talking to them in John chapter 5 and verse 20 and 44. He says, how can you believe who receive honor from one another and do not seek the honor that comes from God? They were man pleasers. The Pharisees were men pleasers. They were. But Jesus taught us to be God pleasers. And that's so very important. A God pleaser is someone who is a doer of the word and not just a hearer or a talker. And so let's remember today these three things God wants us to know. To have it as our goal, to have it as our aim, to be pleasing to God, you have to remember to please God in what you think, please God in what you say, and please God in what you do. You'll have a well-rounded life and people will see that you are a Christian and they will believe in Jesus. And that means that we need to please him in our thoughts and our words, our motives and our desires and actions are all very important. And how we treat people. How we treat people is so important. If we come across as arrogant or we come across as unconcerned about them, they're not going to want to hear our message. They want to hear sincerity. They want to see sincerity in our lives. And it's important that we please the Lord. So let's have that as our desire, shall we, this week, uh, to to please God. That should be our number one desire. Normally, you say in school, I want to get an A on my test, and that's great. But even better, I want to get an A in pleasing God, right? So let's look to the Lord, shall we, in a word of prayer. Our blessed Heavenly Father, we just pray that you will help us to be pleasing to you. Pleasing to you in everything we think about, in our private moments, and in everything in our lives. And help us to be pleasing to you, Lord, in our, in our words that we say toward others. Help us to be encouragers and to build people up. And Lord, we just pray you'll help us to be pleasing to God in our actions that we will show forth that we belong to Jesus, that he has changed our lives, that we're not the same anymore, and we pray that we will make a difference. And so we just commit this day to you and pray that you'll give us a wonderful day, keep us cool, Lord, and hydrated and from the heat wave that we're in. And we just pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen.